0: Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 198, looking at Amos 1 and 2, and then Matthew chapter 15, verse 29 into chapter 16 and verse 12. And I really do enjoy this period of readings when we get close to day 200 and a bit after, because we're able to go through multiple books of the Old Testament in fairly quick succession. And today we head to a brand new book in the book of Amos. Now, Amos came from the land of Judah, but he ministered as a prophet in Israel was not a normal pick for a prophet, as his main occupation was a farmer, meaning much of what he had said had farming as examples. The name Amos means burdened, for Amos was burdened with the plight of God's people. They had interest in religious matters, but rarely saw it penetrate their hearts. There was little care for the poor, and the aim was simply to get more rich. And so this book contains eight warnings and multiple hints to the coming judgment. Yet as always, we will see toward the end of the book in a few days that God will bless a remnant and restore his people. And today first we have a judgment pronounced on the neighbours of God's nation. Now they had never been given the law, but there was an expectation that they should honour the one true God. It's not until chapter 2 that Israel and Judah, the split nation of God, has their own judgment pronounced upon them. They had disobeyed the Ten Commandments, they had dishonoured God and they lived an unfaithful life as the nation of God judgment would be upon them. Now what I think is interesting is we often find ourselves in the same situation where we, in pride and arrogance, point the finger at others. We judge them, we show up their sins and we kind of point to them as worse off than us, which are the neighbours of Israel and Judah. Yet what we learn here is that we too are like Israel and Judah, where we face punishment. We too have sinned and in fact without Christ we're deserving of the punishment that all mankind will receive. That is why, as Christians, we are to lovingly obey the word of God, for it's through Jesus we've been given a second chance. This time, our lives are not marked by sin, but by the righteousness of Jesus. We now head into the Gospel of Matthew. The ministry of Jesus is all-encompassing. He heals, he casts out demons, he feeds, he teaches, and he warns. In Jesus, we have everything that we need to lead a faithful life before God. Now today I want to pull out two aspects of the reading in Matthew. First, I want us to look to the feeding of the 4,000, a different event to the feeding of the 5,000. What we see is that Jesus doesn't perform one of these miracles and then somehow loses the ability. Instead, we see this second large feeding coming from a miracle of Jesus showing us that at any given time, Jesus can perform any given miracle, whether it's been done before or it's something new. We're reminded that a miracle relates to the situation, Jesus doesn't feed everyone all the time, but on these two occasions, the 5,000 and the 4,000, it drew compassion of Jesus, so he performs a miracle. So not only can Jesus perform any miracle at any given time, but it's based on his planning, his compassion, his teaching, and his warnings. The second element is the warning against the Pharisees. These are religious leaders who have twisted scripture to make it ultra-legalistic, they are judge and jury, and they determine who is righteous and who is not. They lead people away from God, not to God. And in their self righteousness, they have developed wicked and egocentric hearts. The people are warned away from them. They may look religious, but they do not have the Lord's intentions as their goal. They will destroy hearts, and they will lead you to wickedness. So, what should we make of this for the modern day? Well, two lessons. One, we don't demand miracles from Jesus, we seek the Lord's will to be done. And if a miracle happens, that is by God's planning. Second, don't assume that everyone that seems religious, even potentially our leaders in the church, are actually working for God. We need to test and see if what these individuals teach is godly. If not, we should run a mile. But if they are, we should be blessed by their leadership and their discipleship. Let's pray. Father, we do indeed pray that we would not become judge and jury of others, that we would not just point the finger and and make other people feel worse. But instead, Father, let us be the people of God who know the gospel transformation in their heart. And therefore, rather than pointing the finger, actually with open hands, deliver the gift of the gospel to others. And Father, we pray that as we walk through this life, that we don't demand of you, but instead we would lean on your understanding, your wisdom, your knowledge, your plan. And Father, when we need a miracle, we pray that that would be your will and purpose in our lives. And if that miracle doesn't happen, Father, let us not want for more. Let us be content with the answers to our prayers. We pray this in your name. Amen.